don't know what to do. I'm sick of her whining, and honestly, I mean, she was whining, but she but was she, shy. <laughs> Would you be whining? Well, I might be whining. <laughs> Trio podcast that matters, and, and it's this one. one. Um, this week we're talking um, after just watching episode sixteen. Just uh, now, three, like literally just emotions are very fresh right now, y'all. Um, this is a special episode for you mm. guys. Um, Jeanette's face has been kind of like shocked. I am so in shock right now. <laughs> I just don't even know what to do. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. So you, you, uh, well, welcome to our podcast each week. Yes, we meet, welcome. We meet and discuss the latest episodes in our binge casting of a WB turned CW series One Tree Hill, um, which ran for nine series. I mean nine seasons. <laughs> if this was the UK, we'd say series. Oh, I think we and, uh, I mean, yeah, we just talked about these episodes this week. We were watching episode 16. Um, I mean, I don't really know what to say here. I mean, I think we're all just kind of ready to talk about what we just what saw. What happened? So, um, Jeanette, you well, want to lead us into the, uh... Let me talk about, um, the details. Um, episode 16 was Tired Eyes, Eyes, Tired Minds, Tired Souls, We Slept. Written by Mark Schwann, directed by Greg Prange. Mm-hmm. Original air date, March 1st, 2006. The fallout from the time capsule <coughs> release takes a deadly turn. A student humiliated by the revelations comes to campus with a gun. Lucas and Nathan risk their lives to save their friends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, yeah. You're, what's what your face right yeah, now? Yeah, what is going on in your uh, mind? I don't know. Like, you don't know. Start from the beginning. Okay. okay. So uh, Jimmy, we see Jimmy Edwards, like, Staring at the school, and you know, he's, like we hear his we hear his time capsule playing again, yeah. and he just says, "Here we go." Drops a cigarette. It's like going in. We don't know he has a gun at this point. No. So what were you thinking at that point, Jeanette? Like, what were you thinking? I don't know. It could, I, I just thought, you know, he's going in for another day and face more humiliation from yeah. like the people, and he's just kind of sucking himself into it. So I know you said that he seemed like a school shooter. Did you think they would actually go there though? I don't know. I, I knew I knew that we were singling out this episode that it could yeah. possibly do it. But first impression of him, I was like, man, he looks like one of the kids that would probably that would do, do that because he's angry and you know yeah. just how he felt. So. Um, I wanted to kind of take note of when he made the first shot in the hallway, or the only shot really. Well, mm-hmm. there was a second shot. When he made the first shot in the hallway, he looked so scared. He, he was, was scared. Like yeah. he didn't expect that reaction. No. You know what I mean? And he just thought he could point the gun at that guy he hated and just kill him. But you know, I don't think he wanted to kill him. I think he wanted to scare him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't. Right. I don't think he. I don't think he expected it. I feel like he didn't expect the gun to go off, even though he was pulling the trigger, yeah. which is weird. But um, that, that to me that was kind of what I was going to say. So, kind of looking at this thing as a whole, just we'll talk a bit more. But 
do you sympathize with Jimmy Edwards at all? Do you feel for him? Like, what is your your main thought process? Because I feel like <laughs> oh my god, I feel like, I feel like they put little nuances, in, like the the gag, but the nuances in the performance and in the way it was written to kind of make you see both sides of the yeah. school shooter argument. You know what I mean? So I just was curious. Just initially, right off the bat, did you did you? I mean, I how feel, did you feel about it? I feel for him. I feel sorry for him. It's like I think we've. I think every one of us has been there at some point where it's like no one likes Not me. Not Jimmy though. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, some people, a lot of people, not Jimmy, feel. <laughs> feel like an outsider sometimes yeah. and you know maybe like I'm weird or like girls look at me like this or like I don't have any friends no one wants to talk to me you know yeah. or, or is it me you know am I too quiet I'm not putting myself out there am I not doing this and it's it's a yeah, I think we all besides Jimmy have some kind of struggle in high school on the inside and yeah. you know some people though take it to the extreme, the extreme. I mean yeah. I, I but, go ahead. and then you got his family life yes, which is mm-hmm. the probably like the worst thing you know his dad left uh, the family and like all the problems at home mixed in the problems with school yeah i mean that's kind and of the a time reality really didn't make things better it was like it was the fireworks like the mls was just watch the fireworks it was the spark that set all of this yeah, in motion really yeah. and i just want to point out it was mm-hmm. not planned for this character to do this mm-hmm. um and the initial writing of in the initial writing i think mm-hmm. they really just kind of forgot about the character i was watching watching the anatomy of the episode um, on the special features, and Mark Swans, well, Colin, Colin, the actor who plays him, said it was not planned. He actually got a call around Christmas from Mark Schwann and said, hey, I want to meet with you. So he brought him into the office, and he kind of like, you know, like said, hey, let's explain why you left, and let's kind of put you in this point where we're going to put you. And he was like, I agreed to it, because, you know, I wanted to come back, but he was just like, after I agreed to it and I read the script, I was like, what am I getting myself into? Right. Because just emotionally, you know what I mean? It's really hard as an actor. And i got to say, he was amazing. Yeah. His he performance was. was hands yeah. down amazing. He like, really was. Mark Sean talked in the commentary about how um, he he was just like, hey, we probably won't get a recognition for an Emmy for this. He was like, because we're a younger skating network and we're a teen drama, but he was like, he wholeheartedly believes that Colin should have been nominated at least, you know, and I agree because that end scene in the hallway gets me every time, yeah. you know, so. It's just, oh. um, well, Jimmy, well, we asked Jimmy how you felt. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Jimmy, I, Jimmy. I, I know, right? Jimmy. <laughs> well, you know what, here's something that I noted, and I think it's really weird, in, in both the anatomy of the episode, which is like a little special feature at in both the commentary, they only refer to the character as Edwards. They never say Jimmy. They say, oh, Edwards. We talked to Edwards. We had Edwards doing this. It was hmm. so weird to me. It really got on my nerves. Yeah. But I, mean, I figured we could avoid confusion, I guess, if we knew the same thing oh. and just talk about oh, Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I guess I look, at, I look at it from a little different perspective because we, in my opinion, we all have had some type of... Uh, dramatic event in our lives that is probably certain certainly in our childhoods and what you may consider to be extremely dramatic the person sitting next to you probably wouldn't and so how we respond to it is just completely on our upbringing and so even though what he was going through there's so many people in my community that definitely went through something similar it's just we didn't respond like that so it's hard for me it's hard for me to completely understand where he was coming from to go to this extreme 
But I mean, I wasn't always dreaming. But we can kind of just yeah. <laughs> and we can kind of talk about yeah. how he got to this extreme because he kind of yeah. just tells he us said. how he got to this yeah. extreme. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say you guys have me laughing because Marcus, the guy in the the tutor center, because after he shoots the gun, everybody goes scrambling, and you know the bus pulls up and with with the basketball team on it, mm-hmm. yeah. and Brooke's like, "Oh, there's a gun in the school," and Nathan's like, "I gotta go get Haley." Yeah. And then Brooke is like, "I'm I lost Peyton. I lost her. I don't know what happened. The gun went off, and I just ran." And so Whitey's like, get back here, Nathan. And Nathan's like, no, I gotta go get, I gotta go get, uh, Haley. N- yeah, Haley. And so Lucas tackles them, and then they decide to go into the building together. And Brooks just kind of like left on the bus by herself. Right. Uh, well, she's kind of forced on the bus by Whitey. Right. Yeah. Um, and then once we get into school, they kind of break ways because Lucas sees blood, and he's like, hey, somebody could be hurt. You know, we should check into it. Yeah. Um, and then Nathan's like, no, I gotta find Haley. Um, Nathan runs into Mouse. And, you know, they go off to find Haley. But at the same time, we see Haley locked in the tutor center, and she's locked in there with Jimmy Edwards. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea. They have, and they have no idea what's going on. That he's the shooter. Um, so we just, Lucas finds Peyton, mm. um, and he does not take her out right away to get help. He does not. <laughs> he sees, you know, she says, you know, I got some glass in me, and I'm bleeding, and, you know, they just, you know, they're scared, obviously. Yeah. They don't know what's going on, and then, you know. Yeah, and but I feel like he's just sort of taking her out immediately because she needs. But they didn't know. Like, think about how you would react in that situation. Would you have got like? Would you have grabbed somebody that you saw bleeding and immediately ran out to the hallway, not knowing? Well, I don't what know. Was out there to face I you? don't know. But, I never been in that situation. But that was his whole point of finding whoever it was that was bleeding. Right. But and at the like, same time, but you don't know where the shooter is. But, Again, but that I was his whole point. And I can't do anything. About, I don't know anything no, about bleeding. And like we can, yeah, we can try to stop the bleeding. But uh, but he, you know, admits later, you know, like, hey, there's actually a bullet a in bullet your leg. In your, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's shot. Yeah. I mean, you're dealing with someone like she could become paralyzed, yeah. like lose her leg. Right. Like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, I'm picking her up and we're getting the hell get out. out of here. Or at least so, try. I'm not going to let this person bleed to death. So. Yeah. Um, but while she's bleeding out, oh my she goodness. tells a story about her and Brooke back in the day. And then immediately after that, after he tells her, hey, i got to get you out of here. Well, immediately after that, she's like, it's not a glass in my leg, right? He's like, no, it's a bullet. i got to get you out of here. And she's just like, you're always saving me. It's true. Uh, and then she's like, if I say I love you right now, would you hold it against me? And he doesn't say anything. He didn't say anything. And then she's just like, come here. What did you think was gonna happen? Because today you she said kiss him. Mm-hmm. She said if I if I tell you right now that I love you and kiss you, I didn't hear her say kiss she you. She did. She I, did. I never heard her say kiss you. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember. I was too in shock of what was about to happen. <laughs> so we're I not mean, we're not okay with this kiss. I don't. Well, she's okay. She's lost blood. She's gotta be loopy. She's in a highly emotional state. True. She might think she's going to die. Maybe all she wants to do is kiss Lucas. Because and she loves him? She does. I think she does yeah. love him. I mean, we've gotten, like, I, I still get the belts at this point. We've gotten these yeah. little sprinkle hints. He mind, when she was talking to Ellie, she never said the name of the guy. Mm-hmm. When she was with Rachel last week, she was like, this song reminds me of Lucas. I mean Jake. Mm-hmm. And now here she is, faced with possible death. And she wants to tell Lucas that she loves him and kiss him. So... Are we thinking it's going to be Love Triangle 2.0 here or what? I know the other day Jimmy said that if this happens again, he was going to be over it. Like he was I don't know. I really happy. hope what happens is that Peyton goes to Brooke and says, Hey, 
you know, I did this because I thought I was going to die or something. I don't know. I hope she would be the one to say something to Brooke. I'm like, Brooke finding out the way she did So you think it should be Peyton and not Lucas? Yeah, Peyton's the one that did it. What is Lucas going to say? Like, like kiss me? No, like, you know, to a possibly dying <laughs> Peyton? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Like, my my like, husband better say no <laughs> to dying Peyton. What if I'm like, you can kiss me on the cheek? Yeah, whatever. Is that okay? I mean, they're both in highly emotional states mm-hmm. at this point. I'm sick of her at this point. I'm so over her. I don't know what to do. I'm sick of her whining. And honestly, I mean, she was whining, but she was shy. <laughs> Would you be whining? Well, I have, might be whining. Has she not done all of the whining that she's been doing over the several episodes? But I she, probably would be able but to But she's had a lot whining. going on in her life. No, she, which at this point, she deserves to get shot. What? I'm sick no of her. No one deserves I to get shot. Except does. that asshole that kept egging Jimmy on and went across the line. It's like, I wouldn't have cared if he got shot. <laughs> I wouldn't care him or and, Rachel. You know everything's gonna be okay. Rachel You're a minor. Oh no, he's gonna get <laughs> she's, she's done a lot yeah. as well. But what did she do in an in episode? This episode that, nothing. But it's no different. I mean, than she got things. a little sassy, you know. With well, yeah, she was just telling the truth. They did all kind of get sassy. Like, That's what I really did. liked. It. it was very much a like point counterpoint. Like Jimmy is just like. You think there's nobody else, but think about it. Think about every single person in school that you are mean to or don't talk to or you look to. Like, just think about it and then ask yourself, are there really no others? And it was a, it's a really, I mean, it's Because actually evil. in the beginning, I mean, when he said, okay, let's do this, you not only saw his footprints, but you saw others behind him. So it really gave you the illusion that it was and possibly you, this is what This is what's really interesting is I never noticed that. I didn't either. Um, really? When he threw the cigarette down? I never noticed it until a couple months ago I was on Reddit and they were talking about uh, the same episode and they pointed out that there was somebody behind Jimmy and we never really got the answer to whether or not there was really somebody else. Because he was just like at the end, does it seem like it's planned? But it's not really a yes or a no. Correct. And I didn't even think to look for it again this time when I watched it, but here you are. Mm-hmm. This is Jimmy's second time seeing it, mind you. Um... And yeah, when did you see it the first time? That was a long. Time I think it was ago. just okay. on TV. And okay. Yeah, it was okay. a long time ago. It was definitely emotional, but it was so much of it that I didn't remember. Right, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I wanted so to much. say, how much more does it resonate with you now, having watched the first two and a half seasons? Like, what do you mean? Like, how much does it affect me? Do you like? Do you feel there's a different weight to it, knowing the characters and knowing where we've been? Honestly, I probably would say there's less. Okay. Way to it now, and and I just it did. I remember seeing it the very first time, and I was so emotional about just. But I had only seen maybe the episode before, and then that episode, and that was it. And I felt extremely emotional about it because for some reason I was, I don't know, I guess emotional for whatever reason. But it didn't it didn't weigh as heavy this time. Okay, um, Jeanette, how, did it weigh on you? I mean. I mean, I felt it. You know, yeah. it really got yeah. to me, and it put me really uh, back in high school thinking about the kids that I saw getting bullied yeah. and the crap that you know happens to people. And I don't know. I mean, it's just it, it's a sad story for Jimmy because yeah. I mean, he talks about how he went home and took the antidepressants because nobody like the one day that nobody messed with him was his best day. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, wanting to commit suicide and or trying to commit suicide and then coming back and nobody cares. So he kind of mm-hmm. just stopped coming to school. And I mean, it's just for me, it it's because I've, I've been in a situation similar to Jimmy. And I remember feeling so isolated and so alone and so angry because I just didn't understand mm-hmm. why 
why nobody, like, why I couldn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, I just didn't understand why nobody liked me, you know? Okay. And I remember saying that I just wanted to bring a gun to school and I, I just wanted to shoot everybody. Like, I just, because I wanted them to feel how I felt. And like I said, I told it to my teacher. And I mean, it could have been a lot worse than it could have been. You know, she could have, she could have said something that, you know, told somebody and it could have changed. You know, I could have been in a totally different situation now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but she, you know, that's when I had to end up talking to the therapist and I ended up talking to her from, you know, for four years of, of middle school at that, because kids are so cruel, they just don't understand, and so every time I watch this episode, I just think about that, and I just, I thank God that I never got to that point where he got to, but it doesn't mean it hurt, you know, to think about, and so I just, like, hearing him talk about it, and then just seeing him in the end, it just, it always, it always hurts me. I guess my question is, and not to be rude or crazy, but dealing with whatever was going on in high school, do you believe that now that you've dealt with things, that's probably ten times worse? Yeah, but you don't realize that when you're a kid. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm not, I understand that. But I'm, but my question is, was going to be is like, like what changed? Like how, how would you have like the things that were worse? Like how did you approach those versus? I had someone to talk to. Gotcha. She talked to me and she listened to me. You know, I couldn't go home and talk to anybody. Right. Because I was different. I was different from the rest of my family. I've always been different, and I didn't know. I, they didn't understand me and. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do, and so I had somebody to talk to, and you know, we had our appointments, and I used to love spending time talking to her because it, it, it felt like something, it felt like she cared, and she believed in me. Like, she encouraged me to audition um, for the Fine Arts Academy. She believed in my talent, and she believed in me, and she made me feel it was okay to be me, and I think it was important, but it, it just hurts because it feels like nobody was there for Jimmy to do that and I'm like it all it takes is one person it to really listen to you true. and but I mean I had a teacher who listened to me right. and then she went and told somebody and I had somebody to talk to but he didn't have anybody to Just listen love. to him you know and that that time capsule video should have been a red flag for somebody it should have been yeah. we well, need to we talk discussed to it nobody obviously well, reviewed it no no one reviewed that obviously yeah. I mean that's the importance of school counselors yeah I think like, <laughs> go Girl. go think of school counselors <laughs> like, please yeah. I know hours weren't worth a damn and I don't even remember even having I knew I, like, I knew we <laughs> had I, them but, but I, I don't, promise you you had one but I don't remember <laughs> them saying hey you know we have counselors mm-hmm. if anyone has any questions or just want to talk I don't because I I think I, at some point I would have liked to have talked to someone too yeah. but I didn't even know it was available We and then you had we had one counselor per grade. So you have these hundreds and hundreds of students in this singular grade, and you have one counselor to go to. And then we had, I remember the, my sophomore and junior year, actually, the lady that was over the juniors, she, I know, oh my gosh, I know that position had cycled out maybe three to four times. I was like, that's so, it is, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's really crazy. And I had the issues at home. But at out in the public and dealing with school, I was always at first. I don't care about going to talk to anybody, whether I was popular or whatever was the case. I was always that one to just, you know, oh, shit, what's going on? <laughs> you know, oh my God. You know, just, so I don't know. That's, and that's more so the reason why I couldn't relate to him. I've been the outcast at home with family, but I've always had that support group from everybody else that just says, you know, screw your family. Like, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And so, oh, it's just, I'm just really curious about that. So what was your issue? What was going on in school? In school? I don't know. I always felt, you 
know, I didn't, my, my family life, you know, was absolutely fine and, you know, no issue. But, you know, just trying to make friends was hard and I didn't know how to talk to people. And I was, you know, I was called cute girl in elementary school because I was quiet. Oh, okay. Cute? Cute girl. Cute. So, cute for quiet. Yes. <laughs> All the black girls call me cute girl. Cute girl. Yes. I don't know. I had a nickname. And I was just so like, rude. I don't know. It was just kind of like, I didn't really, I was like socially awkward, yeah. you know, and it kind of just carried on and then I had you know I met friends like here and there like you know one or two I never had a big group of friends or anything it's just I don't know it's just socially just weird like no one really had my interest and it's, and it's and hard to make friends it is hard to make friends and so when you find a good friend you don't expect them to just disappear and I'm like yeah. Jimmy had mouth you know yeah that's a mouth guy to my popular popular and he disappeared so, so yeah if you have like one close friend like one best friend and that person you know doesn't want to talk to you anymore or moves on and has other friends they don't leave you with nothing and you rely on that person for a lot and a lot of people were talking about Jimmy and I uh, get on Reddit and other places and they say that they feel like he showed signs of depression he did. You know, a lot of his characteristics show signs of like depression, and yeah. you know, like him not wanting to leave the house or wanting to hang out with Mouth. Like how he says that, yeah. like Mouth was like, "Well, you didn't want to do anything," right? Right. and he was just yeah. like, "It could have been depression," and he was just like, "But again, without a support system for anybody, really, because his mom, I mean, bless her heart, but from what I see about her, she just seems like somebody that probably when her husband left her, she just didn't have a clue." Right. You know what I mean? And the husband probably was more controlling mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. the household. So. I think there's just so many factors that goes into every single person's you know experience. Yeah. And but okay, I'm gonna ask this question. So now going through all of that in in I guess your childhood life. I mean, do we make an effort now as adults? Because I'm like, because those issues and problems still exist with adults and not just with kids. And there's still the emotional wreck. They're still going through the same problems and concerns. So I'm like, are you different? now because of what happened in the past? Yeah, yeah. I certainly... Uh, I did not call you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That's scary. <laughs> I mean, I noticed, you know, I've always been kind of awkward and, you know, don't really, I don't really go up to people and like, hey, how are you doing? But just through my job and just talking to people and having like that co-worker setting, it's like I can talk to anybody exactly. now. And I'm not awkward around anyone. I'll see someone standing, hi, how are you? My name's Jeanette, da, 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 start the conversation. Like, you used to not be able to do that. You used to just cower and just be like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I can't talk to anybody. Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, cute girl here. <laughs> I, was, I was one of those, you know, something. I was, I was cute girl. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, just over time, you know, it kind of just got better. And you get more confidence. Yeah, I mean. Positivity, I you know. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten better about speaking to people I would say like when I'm out in public I do kind of tend to avoid people um but I also work in a job where I have to give a lot to people throughout the day like you're meeting different people you're always on the phone you know what I mean you're you're putting on a business face and a smile you have to be personable because technically you're an HR you know you're a recruiter you're you know so I don't I think when I'm out and I'm by myself or I'm at home like I am more reserved and I feel like that's more true to who I am Mm -hmm. but at the same time as an adult I just learned that it's important to have somebody you can talk to people you can let in and I think you know when you have strong friendships or strong relationships as long as you have that you're going to be okay but I I mean I don't a lot of people say tell people in high school you know oh get over it it's going to be okay but that is your world and I think a lot of times a lot of times we tell teenagers to get over it or they don't have a problem you know what I mean 
But I'm like, literally, this is their life. We're talking yeah. about it's not okay for them to have problems. It's not okay for them to feel. When it is, we're, yeah. we're conditioning them at an age to bury their emotions. And some people can't bury it. It bottles up, and then it becomes like what he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that a lot of times when you say, oh, it's going to get better, or, oh, you're, you know, it's just high school, it's just a phase, you're placating it, and you're not really making it any better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think allowing somebody to just sit and express themselves helps, and listening, and not shutting them down, and not, you know what I mean, and not saying, oh, it's not a big problem, or, oh, oh, that's nothing, you know, wait till you become an adult, or wait till you have to do this. I think the best thing for everyone is just to listen, you know what I mean, is, is that's the one that I was wondering. Just having somebody listen to you is, is going to make the difference. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if that you know you should go out and be somebody that people should listen to because not everybody's yeah, meant to do, to do that. But I think that there should be an option. You know what I mean for kids to have somebody to listen to, or, mm-hmm. and especially nowadays on with social media being as what? as prominent as it is, oh, we've we entered go. we've entered a new really? facet of bullying, but we also entered a new facet of being able to talk to somebody or having sure. somebody to talk to. They have therapists that you can literally text now. You know what I mean? So. And then if Talkspace wants to sponsor us, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, that's what students need, yeah. you know, now, especially in our day and age with the bullying at so many different levels now, yeah. you know, since it's all, like, on the internet and you can do, like, more stuff to hurt people, it's like, you and gotta have the resources. About yeah. It. yeah, you don't even yeah. know who's saying stuff about yeah. you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it just, it, it kind of takes me back to what they were saying about what the, what the reporter says to Brooke. Oh, about the violence. About violent. responsibility. Okay. No, she tells her that she she was just like, when was the last time oh, you that, talked right. to Jenny Edwards? And Mark Swan was like, I wrote this because I wanted it to, to kind of raise this question of what is Brooke's responsibility in this? You know, and um, does she have responsibility in this? And, and, and Or can she just live her life? Like in this and, tragedy oh, okay. and, and making people feel welcome or, you know what I mean? Because the reporter throws that question at her and is like... Correct. I guess she's throwing it at her as student council president, not just like a student. You know, like you are president of the the body of students. Like, what are you doing to make everyone feel feel like they belong? Yeah, but you know, that's a tough job to do for is. one as a, person. As I think she's asking 17? quite a bit. And I think a lot of times when people when people watch this episode, they kind of gloss over Brooke's storyline because she's isolated from most of it. But I think it's really important, like you said, because she's 17 years old. She's a student council president. But is it her responsibility to talk to everybody? I mean, you, you couldn't. I mean, maybe you can talk to everyone and say hi, you know, but you can't get to know everyone, everyone. on a personal level, like every single person at school. It's, it's, or even in your class, like yeah. senior class. Like, you can know quite a bit, but you yeah. can't possibly reach everybody. Everyone. And then Glenda, Glenda Brenda, oh, yeah, told her mom that she was friends with Brooke. So that, that lady comes up, and she knows who Brooke Davis is. She's like, hey, you know, aren't you Brooke Davis? Have you seen Glenda? And Brooke's just like, who? who? <laughs> like, Maybe the girl is just saying that, you know, to her mom. Well, yeah, because she wants her mom probably to think that she's better well, off Well, she's she the girl that was going to let her mother worry about her yeah. for a little bit longer. You know, yeah, she takes her for granted. Y'all called her when you called her a bitch. I did. Oh, my goodness. Letting your parent... You know, he's worried that you might be shot or dead. Well, like, we also yeah. don't know what's going on with, in her okay, home life because she, she definitely what, said that sometimes I feel like she takes me for granted. Yeah. Um, I just can't fathom, like, letting my mom... I could, your, yeah, I could neither. I mean, that could really... No, you give your parent a heart attack, they you know? It could really injure them. Or something. I want to know that they really couldn't figure out... This. I don't think they remember the actress's name. 
Because they're in the commentary, like, oh, yeah, she was great. Oh, yeah, God. I remember walking up to the to the, oh, uh, the, the girl. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I was like, this girl, we got to get her back. And I was like, do they not remember her name? They and then Mark was like, yeah, we definitely want to get her back. Because I feel like there's lots of story to tell, especially about body image. Because mm. she was terrible. I was just like, how rude. Yeah. And so then he was just like, you know, he was like, you know, I want, I, he's like, I think it's nice when it's not just about the beautiful people on the poster. And then he was like, you, I, I mean, not to say that she's not beautiful. Like, trying to, like, quickly clean up what he said. Uh-huh. And, yeah. So, I kind of just want to kind of note some, something. When Mouth uh, and Nathan first met up, did you guys notice how Mouth kind of, like, hunched behind Nathan? When he was like, I'm going to stick with you because he saw Nathan with the baseball yeah, bat. And they started walking, and then Mouth kind of, like, hunches behind Nathan. Well, he's the one with the bat. I mean, yeah. Like, well, Lee was like... The actor was like, well, you know, in real life, that's what I would do. Like, if I was in a school with a shooter, I would definitely hide behind the 200, you know, the 200 pound <laughs> guy with the baseball He's bag. kind of small, he is. you know? And that's actually some pretty good acting from him. Yeah. Just yeah. crying scenes and... Well, he, that was his friend, yeah. you know? Yeah. So he's got to feel miserable. Something, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like, maybe Especially I Especially when or... he mentioned that he tried to kill himself. Like, he, oh, like, yeah. immediately, like, he's started sure, crying. Yeah. Um, and Mark said that everybody did a really great job, um, like acting without words, you know what I mean? And showing their yeah. emotional vulnerability. Um, but he really praised Colin, and he was just like, one of the great things about writing is, the hardest thing is, is like, knowing who the performer is going to be reading this stuff, and then knowing would they be willing to do it, and then knowing if they have the ability to do yeah. it. Because um, he talks about emotion, and he was just like, James, who plays Nathan, he was just like, often struggles with the ability to show emotion on camera. Mm. I was mm. just like, oh, don't be throwing James under the bus like that. Well, I mean, he's hmm. good with Nailey. So. He is good with Nailey. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's just big old tragedy, and you still get a chance to put some little Nailey in there. They do. <laughs> well, and, and even if, you know, I, I would not want to, what do you say? I, I'm going to be safe. I'd rather be safe with you or something. Or Yeah. And uh, Sophia noted on the commentary, she was like, I love how Joy chose, Bethany, Bethany yeah. Joy, um, cho- chose to like put her hands on Nathan. Like w- when they first get in the room, she's like got her hand like this, kind of holding him back. And she's like, I love that she chose to put her hand there to try to protect him, yeah. even though she knows that she can't. Yeah. She's like, I love those nuances in their relationship. And I just, I mean, I think it's a good. He was like, you know, they've been going through all this tragedy for all this time. Mm-hmm. He was like, so this is the moment when they kind of are gonna realize that they, you know, shouldn't be holding anything back. Um, but yeah. So. I, think, I think we all agree we would uh, rush in after our husbands, right? Yeah. I think so. I, I mean, you think so? No, 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 no. no I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I, I tried to operate the camera earlier. He probably won't. Oh, my gosh. No. I'm, I'm, I, no it's definitely something like that. Man, I mean, yeah. just, you know. Um, I just, it was just really emotional. Like, I mean, like, I get what you guys said about killing Marcus. He was annoying. Um, and then I was talking about the nuances in Jimmy Edwards, right? So we have the chick with diabetes, Abby, right? <laughs> and like she gave a really good speech when she talked about how we're just kids, yeah. you know what I mean? Cause we're, she all go, we're all going through something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Her acting was really phenomenal. It was, and it's really interesting because both Jimmy and Abby are like guest stars. Like they have not been in the show, and they really kind of put some of the other actors to shame yeah, with their acting. Like they were like, I mean. I I just I would love to try to talk to Colin Colin because I'm like especially in that final scene in that hallway when you see all the wheels start turning he's like there's no coming yeah. back from this you know and he's just like I'm not here like I'm not here and, and he like, like has his car you know it's like you can really feel 
was you could. Hey, I mean, because was like, the acting yeah. in that was just when everything is breaking apart. You know? Even his his Ugh. voice. Yeah, began to break in in that like it. Oh, he definitely. I think all of them were maybe tuning into their high school yeah. lows and yeah. crap. Yeah. And they it took like they shot the room. They they shot the room scenes. It was took them four days, four long shoots before they and they were isolated and they were in this room. And so they were like by the end, you know, we were just like emotionally drained because right. you know you're having to reshoot and give a lot of yourself. And you know they, every shot where he where they shot a close up on him. You know, and he's like yelling at them and like that. He would have to, they would go back and reshoot the shot because the block shot, you know, where they're shooting everybody else, and he would still give a hundred and ten percent, you know, to them. So they get the to get the immediate reaction. Where some people they use stand-ins, you know, somebody just stands there and the actors just kind of act to the stand-in. Right. But he stood there and he gave it, and he said he actually lost his voice on the first day because wow. he was just like he was just it was just so much, you know, it was just so much. Um, wow. But it was definitely powerful. It was, but I just what well, I was talking about is. Um, you know, so he lets her go, right? And yeah. she's standing there in her doorway, and she's like, "Are there?" And you know, she was like, "She's afraid of the others." And he's just like, "Go on and go." And then, like, he, when he's watching her run, he has this smile on his mm-hmm. face, like he's happy, you know, to see her go. Or, the, or Mark says he was felt it was an important moment because he needed he needed a turning point. He needed there to be a hostage release, and he needed there to be a turning point to kind of show that Jimmy Edwards is not all bad, to kind of keep right. it conflicted. And he says that he felt that that smile on the face. Was signifying that Jimmy, you know, was like, I did good here, you know, I did a yeah. good thing by letting her go, um, and then Nathan just went and ruined it by texting. Right. He did, cause I was like, obviously he still has his phone. I yeah. was like, it was just, it was. That was really dangerous. It was yeah. so dangerous. All it takes is your phone to go off, yeah. and he could have just shot you in the head yeah. right there. Yeah, and I so, I loved when he was like, "Wake up, your son's a dick," and he like throws the phone at the wall, <laughs> and he's just like he's throwing the phone. He actually hit one of the crewmen in the crotch. Oh, he did that. oh no! So, that got hurt now yeah. with those little flip phones. <laughs> <laughs> or Nokia, you know, those like bricks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my Break god! Break a nose. Yeah. Probably can't oh, have kids. Oh my god! <laughs> probably sterile Ooh. now. Bless his heart. So, um, I know Karen didn't get a lot to do in this episode. She didn't, but she was definitely she, a mother. Yeah, yeah she, she was. was a true mom in this. She was just like, Kathy, what Lucas was wearing is, I could And I can only imagine that would happen to, you know, because, you know, every day, you yeah. send your children to school every single day. You don't you remember. That. Yeah, exactly. And you don't expect anything to happen. And yeah. I like that the show tried to answer the questions, though, too, like, why don't we have metal detectors? And Dan's, and the Chris was like, you know, because the school board felt they, you know, were unsafe. The school board that you're right. on, you know what I mean? Like, while we don't have these things, I can't afford security guards. We can't get yeah. metal detectors. Like, yeah, we just have to hope and pray that somebody's not gonna. I know we had two officers, armed officers, walking the halls of our own school. Mind you, I mean, very difficult. I mean, like I said, we told you guys, there's twenty, it was twenty one hundred of us in the building, um, at a minimum, and two to three guards, two inside and then one patrolling the outside. But I'm just like, it's, you know, I can only do what I can do. We had some. They were out, they were by the gym, but they never had them on. They only turned them on for basketball games. Okay. You know, when they were coming into the The, the middle yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember, and I remember kind of middle school, I think, vaguely, um, we'd have one or two days where they have random metal detectors. And now we did have the random tip. That's right. But it was just, it was But weird. now, do they have to go through them all the time? I thought they did. No, I don't, I, I didn't don't think know. we have like funding to do like mm-hmm. metal detectors every day or, you know, to just the time it takes like yeah. go through, take your 
stuff or we the backpack searches. I mean, locker. They used to do that, know, but they were doing it for like do. cell phones in uh, middle they, school. Yeah, they were. Trying and they, they were. were they that's really what they wanted. They were doing yeah. for cell phones. I remember. But that. now they can have their cell phones in school, right? I would hope After so. all of the different shootings that's been in schools, if I'm not mistaken, yes, most I, of the people. Yeah. Because I remember telling my mom, I was like, I think I kind of just need a cell phone just to have, just in case of an emergency or something. Yeah. And I didn't get one until um, probably sophomore. I had to get my But that was only because I had a car. It was maybe I was a sophomore. And I got it senior year and I paid for it myself. So but um my car was breaking down like every other week. So I had to have one. (laughs) That was the only reason. That was the only reason. Yeah, I mean you don't you don't want I get what they're saying is you don't want the school to seem unsafe, but Mm. I mean it's kind of like the same age. Like how many high schools do they even really have? So I'm like yeah. 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 And I'm like, and who's reporting on them to say what's not? I guess, like the likelihood of something not like it's probably nothing's probably going to happen, and that kind of justifies the not. I was going to say for yeah, probably in Tree Hill, they probably just never thought. But didn't something just happen? Wasn't it in Joplin? Was it Arkansas or the Missouri where there was a school shooting? And I'm like, because that was a small town. It seemed like for a while there, there was a school shooting every freaking week. It was. You know, a lot in college. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, obviously some high school. And then the elementary school where the guy, you know, shot up all the kids. It's like Sandy Hook. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, certainly you don't think about having metal detectors in elementary elementary, school. But, you know, there's always, there's crazy people that are going to do that, whether you have metal detectors or not. And what can you really do? Yeah. I guess it's not a lot to say know. on that, but I don't know. I know. I, I guess I get. I have a different perspective from uh, what Winston was speaking about earlier. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm all about someone being there and available for you to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know me personally, I'm, I'm so into encouraging and boosting that individual to kind of think and to be on their own because you're not going to always have that support system. And I'm like, I know I definitely encourage everybody to find your center, to find out what makes you most confident, to find find out who you are so that when somebody tries to, to destroy you or to tear you down, you have a little bit of a wall that's that's kind of there. Mm-hmm. You know? Because so, it's, you know, back to Brooke Davis, though. Okay. <laughs> you asked about whether or not that should be on her shoulders and um, if she's responsible. And I I kind of believe that to a degree, yes. Um, being, as you said, being student president or mm-hmm. body president or whatever the case may be, you're taking on a role. It's not just a, as an ordinary student, but you're taking on a role. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she knew what she was getting into. Though. She did. She and, did it just she, to win. Right. So she might not fully understand. Yeah. Like, like, and then she's kind of realizing, and she goes out there and starts crying. Like, wow. Like, I, that's something shit. I should have been doing. Mm-hmm. Like, that was part of my like job description, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of just like, oh, I'm not really doing not anything. Really. I'm just so I I can see where she's coming from with that. Mm-hmm. And um. I was going to say about Brooke, because um, you mentioned it, they actually cut out some of her stuff um, for time. One of the things they did, if you notice, they didn't do the regular opening intro. It was a black car. 
and mm-hmm. Mark was like, they it really like black card. Where it's a black card and it just says the title, you know, it just pops up. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, or and he was like, we we did that because we were pressed for time. You know, we, we it was forty two minutes that we have to fit in. And he's like, something has to go. He's like, so there's a monologue that he's like, you know, she knocked it out. And I think it's on the deleted scenes, but there's like a monologue that she like knocked out the park uh, to the reporter in the beginning, uh, around the time she was talking to the reporter, just kind of about what was going on. And, but he said he felt he, he cut it and he didn't tell her he cut it until after it aired. Mm. Um, and he was like, which he was like, was not on purpose. It wasn't anything to do with her performance. It was just he forgot to tell her. And she was like, she understood because it, it made sense. But um, he was just like, he felt the journey for Brooke in this episode still made sense if you took out the monologue. Um, but, and he was like, and then he realized he didn't want any, he, he didn't want to make it seem like he was taking a stance on the press as well and their obsession or fascination with tragedy mm. so but i i mean we they are fascinated with tragedy well, they are yeah. but that's what sells that's what gets to your rating yeah, that's right. what we as consumers tune into mm-hmm. and i'm like but it makes it worse now that everybody can record a tragedy at their fingertips you mm-hmm. know what i mean so i think we've gotten worse but um mm. <laughs> i just i just thought it was interesting because he mentioned that he cut the scene i think i've watched the deleted scene before so i've seen the monologue but um I just thought it was interesting, like you said about about. Him. You said, is that who you were talking about when you said that uh, prior to watching this episode, you said there was a couple of deleted scenes, and it made them look like a completely different person. Yeah, well, they were like they thought Brooke came off as kind of selfish in the in the shooting episode was what people were talking about, like on the IMDb boards where they shut them down, and they were just like with the deleted scenes in there, it made it seem a bit more coherent, and she came off a little less entitled yeah. and whiny. I think it was mostly the whole "I'm sorry, I don't know you." That's what I don't think I could really chalk up to it being, you know. But but even then, I, I don't know. I remember because <laughs> maybe because you were both there. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> liked you. No, it's not that everybody liked me. That was not the case because I had several people that hated me. But I mean, the first I'm hearing of it. Several people <laughs> hate me now. I mean, everyone can't deal with me. It's just that I never gave them the time of day to care. But I'm like, I can see where she's like. Like I'm so sorry. Like in this moment, like I don't know you. Like, oh, like I, you feel like a horrible person. Like I, I, and I'm a girl. Messaged me. I hope she doesn't listen to this. She messaged me on Facebook like maybe a week ago, and she's lost all this weight. And she looks nice, and I'm like, and I know her. Mm-hmm. And she was just like Jimmy, and I was just like, yeah. And I was like, I, like I know what you like. I, we said we were like basketball good friends, is what she said. And she was like, we just because we took maybe two to three classes together. And I was like, I have no idea her name. Absolutely mm-hmm. no idea her name. And I was just like, it was just kind of crazy to see that. I'm, like, I would be there. Like, girl, I have no idea. Like, I couldn't, could not remember your name to save my life right now. And I'm like, and I know that we've had communication. I know we've talked. Like, I've seen you every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I can, I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, Keith goes into the building because uh, he asked Dan yeah. to get him in. And he right. says, Dan, you can get me in. Well, uh, Keith knows Jimmy. He yeah. knows he's a good guy. Yeah. You know. He's like, nobody, you know, nobody will know. Right. And uh, so, you know, at this point, Jimmy is upset because Nathan has texted or sent out a message or whatever. And he's like, whoever walks in the hallway is getting shot. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is the time that the time that <laughs> Lucas gets Peyton out because she's, you know, like passed out, yeah. looks like bleeding to death. Like, that's the obvious. <laughs> it should have happened earlier still, but um, now it's like, she didn't have to go. Yeah, 
and so we don't know what's happened to Peyton. She could die, yeah. though, you know. Um, yeah. And, uh, he could have hit an artery or something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but if, if he had an artery, she would have bled out. Well, it would have been, been faster. Then yeah. he really had to run out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. And, and when he's when when he's confronting them, you can hear his vo- you can hear in his voice. I didn't mean to hurt her. Like, is she mm-hmm. gonna be okay? You know. Yeah. He's scared. He's so he scared. is definitely scared. Yeah. He's yeah. so scared. He, he. I just think he never. You, you could tell from the onset of this when he shot yeah. that gun. He never really meant for it to no. get this Well, far. you're so angry, and you know, you get to that point, and then you're at that point, and you realize, like, oh, shit, you know, like, yeah. that's not what I wanted that's to not, do. Yeah. And Hillary, the actress who plays Peyton, thought it was so cool that they never had any interaction or relationship. She's like, everybody's kind of got this connection to him, and she was like, my character doesn't, and so, in, in a way, this is the only way they'll ever be connected, is that he shot mm-hmm. her. But she mm-hmm. thought that was interesting. I was like, I guess. That's kind of morbid. Like, okay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, so Keith is like, Uncle Daddy, like, oh, it's funny because he's like, uh, he's like, the school's on lockdown. I know. And then, and then he, Keith just pops up. He's like, he's like what? what? <laughs> I know. He's like, what? He knows it's supposed to be on lockdown. Like, where are these people coming from? Like, obviously, not everyone made it out, Jimmy. I was like, he just shot Keith. Like, yeah. right he, It looked like he was going to for a minute. He's like, what? obviously an emotional wreck at this point. Yeah. Um, Uncle Uncle Daddy lets him boy get out. And he just stood right in front of him <laughs> he did. and was like that y'all need to go. Just I would just you. go. I love you and oh, oh. But I was you know, I was like, there's no way he's gonna shoot Keith. There's no way Well he didn't shoot and Keith. And he didn't shoot he didn't. Keith. He, he ended up shooting himself. Him. Yeah. Which is what I thought was going to happen because <laughs> the way he was talking is like it's over now. Yeah, he did it. Like what else is it? What else can I do after this? You know? I actually thought the officers was gonna shoot him, and for some reason that's what I remember. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me why. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just tragic. It's yeah. a very tragic thing mm-hmm. coming in like that. And so then you have like, you know, God bless the child is playing over all this. Mm-hmm. Lucas gets like patted down, and they chose. Usually they have like several songs through an episode, and this time they chose to only have one song at the very mm-hmm. end. They use the score throughout the rest, um, yeah. and they felt it was more effective and more efficient. I think so. I mean, I don't want to. Remember, God bless the child. I don't want to hear a bunch of like hot music playing when there's like a tragedy or something. I don't want to hear anything. I just want to, you know. And then um, then, uh, we see the gun get picked up. And I was just like, I was like, Dan, like, why are you picking up this guy right now? Yeah. What did you think was gonna happen when you saw him pick up the gun? I thought he was going to shoot Keith. Okay, so you okay. did think he was going to follow yeah. through with it? Yeah, I did. When he picked up the gun, I was just like, there's no other reason for him to be picking up this gun right now. I thought Jimmy Edwards well, he just is dead. to intimidate him. No. I knew that was it. Yeah, I thought he was going to intimidate him. Because no one knows Keith's in the building, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is the perfect situation it for Dan because mm-hmm. he can just blame it on Jimmy Edwards." Now, didn't you two just say on the last uh, podcast that Dan couldn't kill anybody? I think I do. Yeah, I did. Mean, <laughs> oh, I, 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 mean, I led her into that because I was trying to like. So here's my question: Are we oh, sure Keith is dead? dead? I don't know if he's dead or not. I don't know that, but I will say it would make sense if he is, because you spent all this time with him not being on the show. He comes back. Karen is finally about to get her quote unquote happy ending, and he's Lucas, about to adopt Lucas. And you know what I mean. So and and so like it would only make sense if he is to, to kind of create more more issues. 
he's got to be dead because if he's not dead, he's going to say, hey, my brother shot me. Dan, I'm sure he shot him where it's like, it's going to be very unlikely that he survived. Yeah. So, I'm the future doesn't look too bright for Uncle Daddy. It does not. <laughs> and that's it really doesn't. sad. So, if Keith is dead, which, I mean, I think you pretty much have a, a set point, though, there. Like, if he's not, I mean, he could just turn around and say, Dan shot me, so. Well, Dan, I mean. Yeah. Somebody read his word against the other, I guess. I don't know. Be, but I'm like, how would he get shot? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what? I mean, he was there. I, I don't know. But, um. He could say he saw the whole thing, and Jimmy shot Keith, and turned around and killed himself. But, are there not cameras? There might not be cameras. Probably not. Okay. You can't afford that either. But, you know, there's a bunch of kids in the room that might have just stuck their head out at the moment that... You're right. Well, no, Larkin's But he walked away. He walked, but he walked pretty far down the hallway. Well, Haley and them in the room. That's what I'm saying, but he walked oh, pretty okay, far did, from yeah. them. Well, they could have just come on And the only on one that lurks without the building. Mm-hmm. Lurkin's still living in the building. So, I, I mean, can you forgive? <laughs> would you be able to forgive Dan? Nope. No. Absolutely. It's his brother. And, steal your brother. I mean, he does think he tried to kill him. Yeah. But we know that but, he didn't try to kill him. Well, right. We know that. Yeah, we do. But Dan still believes that. But but he said that he didn't. And but and I could sworn I remember him saying that Dan knew that telling I remember Dan saying to Keith that he knew that he played his part in it. Did he not say that to him at some point? He says that he did because the ledger. Keith pulled the ledger out and put it in a lockbox. Okay. And only two things came out the fire, him and, and that right. ledger. Okay. Which means Keith was there that night and he was like, If your hand if your hand the other hand wasn't holding me, it must have been holding the zippo. You know what I mean? That lit the fire. So yeah. he knows that Keith was there that night and Keith, you know, didn't pull him out the fire because he knows Lucas pulled him out the fire. Mm-hmm. So we so he knows that, that Keith was there. So in his mind he, did he has pretty solid evidence that yeah, that tried Keith to tried to kill him because here's a ledger that was locked in that safe. The night of the fire, like right. we we saw Dan lock it in there that night, and then he's like, "Oh, drinking that drink for everything that you've done." So Keith would have had to have been there that night. In Dan's mind, or right. in general too, in he general. had to have been there. Yeah. Dan did. Dan is the one. But he that wasn't there. That lit his ass up. Keith. Keith. Keith got the ledger somehow. But we never saw him. Right. We never saw him. But I'm saying it could have been Deb. Well, maybe Deb got the or ledger. Or Lucas. Well, when they showed it, they would have shown her going. I would think they would have shown her going in the You didn't see him going. Keith going in there either. What I'm saying is, had Deb got the ledger too, we would have sh- we would have seen that. But Keith was a sl- drunken mess. He was drunken like mess. He was drunken mess in bed too, like, though. So yeah. So I don't. I'm kind of confused. You know, as far as, as the Keith. Was he there or was he not? Or how, the, how did the well, either way, he's dead <laughs> or shot. shot. I would say Lucas. <laughs> I would say Lucas because who else was there other than Karen? But Lucas, Lucas but no, Lucas pulled Dan out and then it immediately blew up right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if he went in to get the ledger before pulling him out, it's possible. You know, I don't know. Just another thing because he mess. pulled him out and then just walked off. <laughs> he yeah. just left. Um, so just some little tidbits here. Um, yeah. Sophia Bush really didn't comment on any of the Chad Michael Murray and Hillary Burton scenes. Mm. So I don't know if they made this after their little divorce or whatever. I'm assuming so because they did this before the DVD came out after the season was over. Mm. But she really had nothing. She just, she like, she talked about everybody else's performance, but mm. she really kind of just glossed over that. The only thing she said was about the kiss, and she said it was very dramatic for the fans. <laughs> it was because I was just like, 
Yeah. You're like, really? Um, and I want to kill her. Yeah. But and she's dying. Let her die. But, mm. 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 I'm sorry. You messed with somebody else's man. You need to die. And so they, while Well, she <laughs> thinks we're going to die. So she's like, whatever. As long as, you know, you get one last kiss before I die, right? Really? <laughs> I mean, okay. So you're locked in a room. Right, oh, with dear. Put me a guy me. that you've you had a thing for in the past, or you know, and I'm not currently dating anyone or well, with no. anybody. That's no, point. say you're married to Simon. No, but she's not <laughs> married to anyone. She okay, has no, 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 no romantic. No. Say you are married to Simon, oh, and you get shot, and I'm not gonna kiss the, just anybody. Okay, or... you're in the room with Val Kilmer. In his prime? Oh, it, 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 it okay. gotta be in his prime. Oh my lord. Okay, sure. He's <laughs> old now, Mister. And you kiss Val Kilmer? Are you are you wrong? Does Jeanette deserve to die? Because I kiss a celebrity that happens to be celebrities my are life. different. Okay, celebrities mm-hmm. are different. That's different for me. I'm sorry. I must admit, it, it, that would be a hallucination. Yes, big oh, time. Yes. You really be like, I'm not here. <laughs> I know. I just think that the situation is is different. I mean, yeah, like I mean, I just think the situation it. She's like Jeanette said, she's bleeding out. She's been shot. She's kind of nation in the book. Okay. She so, she has some feelings deep down. Obviously, Lucas still. Yeah. yeah. So she's it's just the perfect time to let it all out. She could die. Mm-hmm. Bottle it in and die with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so okay, so say Lucas or even Peyton tells Brooke. Did Brooke forgive them? Yes. They were in a stressful situation. They weren't there that day. She should, wasn't there that day. Brooke, it's it's going to be the last straw for Brooke, and they're not going to... So you might as well just kiss Hayden off. That's all that I'm saying. I, you know, I think Brooke will understand because she she wasn't there. She doesn't know what it's like to be stuck somewhere with somebody that has a gun and somebody's already been shot, you don't know if they're going to die. And, and Peyton's just like, you know, I kissed Lucas, but you obviously wouldn't have kissed him if, if you didn't there were feel not, something. That's my and it's not like that's going to just go it's away. It's not. So it's not. that's going to be in their friendship mm-hmm. or in the, she and Lucas's relationship or just it all going to fall apart. But if she doesn't want to be with Lucas, right, should she just not say anything? I mean, she did have that rule that those are certain things that you don't say. That's she might not remember that. Yeah. You know. I don't, oh, I don't think yeah. she might not remember it at all. So then it's up to Lucas. So should Lucas say something? Keep it a secret. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke ain't going to forgive him. She's already been in bed with him. Yes. And yes. all this crap. And yes. no, Lucas better keep his mouth shut if Peyton doesn't remember it. Oh, my God. You guys. I mean, this dying girl kisses him, you know, like, if he really has to. But that was her advice. Remember she gave the advice to Haley? Yeah. You know, there's just certain things you just don't say. Yeah. 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 Brooke gave that advice. Yeah. Yeah, it's just certain things you just don't admit to. There's a lying category, and there's things you don't admit to. I don't know. I I feel like it should say their secret. It's just. In the heat of the moment, and the emotions are high, and mm-hmm. whatever, just let her bleed out. Um, oh my goodness! And so, um, this episode—they were filming this episode right when the merger with the with the the WWE and the WB and UPN took place, and they were becoming the CW. And so nobody knew what shows were going to be making it to the CW. 
And so he was like, MSNBC was like doing an article or something. They were doing a story on it about, you know, which shows had a chance of being moved over to the network. And their comment was, and this is during the time they're shooting this episode, when was the last time you saw an important episode of One Tree Hill? Wow. While they were filming this episode. <laughs> so oh, wow. That has to hurt. So Mark was like, oh, we're filming it now. So, um, yeah. So they ended up obviously getting renewed. So yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the episode I gave a five, I can understand why they were saying that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just oh saying. God. I'm just saying. Just throwing that out there. So, but on that note, let's just rate this episode then. Oh, okay. Because I, I mean, I don't think I have anything else. Janet, you got anything you want to talk about as far as the episode goes? Mm, I don't think so. Jimmy? Yeah. That's right. I think, that's I think we covered everything. Our uh, emotions. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, okay, it has a user average of 9.7. Okay. I think it's like the highest rated episode of One Tree. Right. Um, so I would probably give it like a 9, I want to say a 9.5, but I mean, I've seen it so many times now that I would probably say like a 9, maybe a 9.5 or a 9. I was going to say a 9. Like, it's it's great. Yeah. I think this is a perfect episode um so i'm giving it a straight up 10. wow yeah. wow I mean, those, that, that awesome. was some amazing acting Woo! from i couldn't everybody. even go there <laughs> i'm the sorry i mean I, this is like my 15th time seeing it so that's why i'm just kind of like i really you know it starts yeah. to you know i mean it gets me but i'm like it gets you yeah, yeah, it does. Does. i mean it's powerful it, it's just like if i saw it on tv i'd probably stop and watch it again you know what i mean yeah. like it Colin, Colin just—he knocked it out of the fucking park. Like I don't even know what to say. I mean, I just—he—he mm-hmm. he did that, and then Keith gets shot, and you're just like, "What the fuck is happening?" I'm glad he got a reaction because after all, I'm just like, <laughs> like "What? Like, out. where do you go from here? Like, where uh, do you go?" Um, I did ask on Reddit about the shooting. I just asked, did anyone ever relate to how Jimmy Edwards felt? And I just wrote, as someone who wasn't popular, I found myself relating a bit to Jimmy's pain about being left behind and being invisible, and I remember feeling angry about it. So I relate to Jimmy a bit in the episode leading up to the shooting. I just can't forgive the actual shooting, though. Anyone else got any thoughts on the shooting and Jimmy? And Hello Lady responded, Jimmy didn't actually try to shoot anyone, even when he hit the pain, it wasn't on purpose. I related to the feeling of isolation and sadness. It even seemed like no one left him out. He just stopped talking to them. This could have been a sense of depression. We often isolate ourselves and overthink everything. Been there. I definitely understood him. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Give me some feedback on that episode. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's why I would give it a, a nine, a nine and a half. It's just something, it just stops you in a glass. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'd like to hear other feedback from our listeners yeah. about how they feel about, about Jimmy Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be great. You guys, hey, comment. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. It's just, Let us know how I'm you feel. I'm sure we it. all have something we could say about yeah. this yeah, you know, yeah. with our high school and middle school experience and in the next episode we're only covering one episode so we'd love to just be able to discuss any feedback we get about mm-hmm. um this episode so i mean just definitely did you guys have a favorite character oh man uh, <laughs> i don't know it, it's okay i want to say like nathan <laughs> for running after his, his wife, wife. Mm-hmm. and then i want to go with keith for, yeah, for going into for, stop, yeah. You know, to stop, you know, just be the hero and get make sure Lucas gets out. I don't know. <laughs> the he, I don't know. Both of them. <laughs> okay. I don't know. They're just, like they were really well. Like they were freaking awesome. So I don't I don't have a favorite, but not for bad reasons. Okay, that's good though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the first and probably only time. Woo! <laughs> oh, okay. For bad reasons. Yeah. Um. My favorite character, I mean, 
I don't know. I want to say Jimmy, but I'm like... I want to say I him can't. as far as the acting, the acting goes. Acting goes, yes. But, but I, he can't be your favorite because he's... Why not? Well, but he can because he really didn't like, kill anybody. <laughs> he did. He killed himself. Right. You can. He, he, so he can sad. be your favorite. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say it's not wrong. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. Okay. All right. Well, then it's Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> uh, relatable, Jimmy. I mean, yeah. I don't really know what to say. Oh. Um, oh hell. I would yeah. love for it to be mainly, but I've never been in that situation, so I don't know what it's like to have somebody come running after you and want to be, you know, like, hey, I'm going to be with you. If we die together, we die yeah, together. Yeah, I haven't been there. No one <laughs> I ever... I don't want to be there. never been in that situation. Oh, it's true. We don't want to be there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's hope we never relate. Did you have anyone that you related to? Mm-mm. No. No. I mean, you guys, of course, know Brooke. Like, it really, really was. Like, and then, I, I kid y'all not. I, oh, my gosh. Have we been friends in school? Well, we probably wouldn't have been. Exactly. No. I would have been Glenda. I would have been Glenda. Glenda the, girl, no, the girl that messaged me the other day, I mean, she was the quiet girl. Like, And I remember she was her. Girl. She was. But I obviously, I talked to her. I just don't remember and I'm like, and like I told you guys about the last episode, and the guy that was so freaking quiet, like I could, we all could have seen him blow up the school. I mean, I had him tattooing on my arm. I'm like, I was just, I mean, I was just one of those people. So there was this guy. He was crazy. Hmm. Um, Why do you have to be labeled crazy? He liked my girlfriend, Perla. Um, and like... We, no, we weren't dated. We had dated. We were kind of like doing this. It was really weird. It was a really weird situation. But we obviously wanted to be together and blah, blah, blah. And so I kind of like, he kind of like kind of became obsessed with her. Like he followed her home from school. And, and so I was just like, I want people to realize how dangerous this guy is. And so me and this other guy, like he was like, oh, I'm going to take this thing. You know, like the three-pronged folders? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm going to cut myself with this three-pronged thing. Mm-hmm. And... He, the other guy, Dominique, was like, oh, no, you won't do it. You won't do it. And I was like, no, you won't do it. And then he did it. He sat there in class and just started, like, oh like doing gosh. this. And the teacher saw it, and he ended up having to go to the office. Of course, and he yeah. ended up never coming back to class after that. And I don't know. Did that, I mean, I, I felt like an awful person because I'm just like, I encouraged it because I wanted him away so from her. Oh, that's even worse. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I also pretended to be his friend. Because I knew he was crazy. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That is... Oh, my gosh. Now, see, stuff like that I didn't do. I didn't do that. I didn't talk to people. <laughs> I was cute girl. <laughs> I got a... But I don't know. I just... I, I, I could have never done that. I couldn't have done. Like, I probably would have talked to him, but I would not have wanted anything out of him in return. At all. And and anyone that messed with my boyfriend or whatever shit you can have his ass because I no longer want him. You know, like But she was scared of him. Okay. So were you encouraged him to do that? Or you said no you like kind of egged him on? Yeah, I kinda egged him on. Egged him on. Like no you're not gonna do that. Dared him to do it. That is just I didn't think he was gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah, but again, people never understand or recognize their actions until after the fact. Which is you have to be very careful because you never know when someone is I mean, yeah, I mean, I've, I've been in that situation. Was, I was in that situation multiple times. There was this guy, Travis. He was, like, really into Pokemon cards. He was, like, fourth grade. And this guy was my cousin, uh, this other guy. And they just didn't like him. 
and I, I wasn't involved in this. They were just like called him over and they were just like, let me see your Pokemon cards. And then he like he generally showed them to him because he thought they were interesting because yeah. he was quiet and he was just different. That's what I would have done. And they jumped him like they jumped him in the playground. They're like walking on top of his head, like kicking him in the ground. That's and really what they're doing. And he had this big like bulge over his head. Of course, I said something and I ended up telling like I ended up telling on Robert. That was his name. His name was Robert. It's my cousin. And I remember being in the principal's office with Robert and telling him, well, you know, I yeah. I saw him do this, um, because I just. I mean, I, it just, it scarred me for life. It's just like, extreme. why would you ever, you know, like he did nothing like to nobody. Physical violence. Yeah, he did you know? nothing like, to nobody. But that's bullying at its at its prime, especially in school. And they, and I'm 99% sure they're doing it to fit in with one another because one person thinks mm-hmm. it's cool and then they, I'm thinking it's cool because you think it's cool. And it's just stupid shit. It's, I don't it's know. Just, it's dumb. That is so dumb. It's so dumb. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It makes me wonder why people do that. Like it's their home life, you know. They're not getting enough attention, or they maybe they have a father that thinks they're not man enough, and they have to prove it. Like I think it really starts with the parents. It definitely does. Like just pour like love into your kids, you know. And I just believe that people, you just you never know how life's gonna turn out. Uh, There was this girl named Amy. Um, she was a really quiet. I mean, she was always quiet. She was always reading. She was always reading these books about animals. Like it was she. My friend's son, and he walked down at graduation with her, and people were, that would tease her. They talked about her. They still talked about her when she was walking up during graduation. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she never talked. She never said. She never said anything. A week after graduation, she was murdered. Like her and her mom were at the ATM, and somebody walked yeah. up and shot them. Um, and the guy didn't. I don't think he intended to. What happened is the car jerked forward, and the mom was scared, and it hit. You know, it hit him. The car. It hit him, and he. He, I guess it, he jumped and he, and he shot them and he killed mm-hmm. them both and you just never know how life is going to turn out and mm-hmm. I remember people thinking oh you know I remember seeing the same people who talked about her mm-hmm. mourning her you know what I mean we, we, yeah. that was it. this guy but he had sickle cell so we all learned that, and she, we learned that in middle school oh my gosh but they, they did they definitely used to tease him because he looked a little different mm-hmm. which is crazy because the guy was just as much as some people teased him he was equally popular because he was mm-hmm. an all-around guy. He was he was in every event, always doing something. And I'm just like the same people that were teasing him. We were all at the wake, just don't feel really bad, really bad. for uh, you mm-hmm. know saying bad things. So when someone dies, it's like wow, I really shouldn't have said that. And so like, I'm really interested to see what happens with Jenny Edwards, you know, after yeah. like after the fact. If everyone's gonna be like, oh, I should have, I should have said something. I should have. Because there's one more piece that we didn't touch on, but I, I just thought about, and it's when he leaves the room, and he says, "They're gonna remember me as a monster, but yeah. how are they gonna remember you?" Yeah. And I don't know, and because just no different than what we're talking about now. I just, I don't think that many people are going to remember him as a monster, quote unquote. Yeah, and one thing that struck me about the commentary is um, not as a kid. Mark talks about joy. Uh, Bethany, how she was really concerned that it was going to come off like they were blaming the victims of these shootings in real life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as being complacent in their own shooting, basically, you know, pushing this person to this point, quote unquote, when nine times out of ten they haven't done anything but live their lives. Mm-hmm. So and he think I think he said by the end that she was okay. Like, you know, she mm-hmm. definitely gained a perspective. But I thought it was very interesting. Because I'm just like I always picture the the character of Haley is so caring and so loving and so concerned, and then you hear the actress say the same thing though she's caring and she's concerned that mm-hmm. are we are we blaming the victims for mm-hmm. you know and saying oh you had a role 
in this. You're you're to blame for your own like kind of how they do with women who get raped. You know what I mean? And they put them on trial and they blame them. You know what oh I mean? My and, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, you, like, and I just ugh. I just find that concern. I just want to make sure that we understand that there are sides to everything, and Absolutely. there are sides. And I think one thing that this episode of One Tree Hill did, and um, that's something that Moira, the that you played Karen, said she's like it. There was no set side. You know what I mean? You got to see mm-hmm. yeah. so many different aspects of it. And I think that's why it's important. It's why it's a benchmark episode. And, I mean, it might just very well be the best episode of One Tree Hill. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it may just all be downhill from here. I don't know. <laughs> but I just think it was important. You know? It was. Yeah. I do want to read off that final quote that we hear Lucas saying as um, Dan shoots Keith. Because I thought it was very pertinent. Um, does this darkness have a name? This cruelty, this hatred, how did it find us? Did it steal into our lives or did we seek it out and embrace it? What happened to us? That we now send our children into the world like we send young men into war, hoping for their safe return, but knowing that some will be lost along the way. When did we lose our way? Consumed by shadows, swallowed by hope, swallowed whole by the darkness. Does this darkness have a name? Is it your name? And we hear that last part as Keith, as Dan is shooting Keith. Like, mm. does this darkness have a name? Is it your name? Which is written by Mark Schwann. Like, it's not somebody else. Like, it was mm. written by Mark Schwann. And they actually forgot to add it originally when they were editing down the episode to the very last minute. They were like, oh, you know, we did actually record this. Yeah. Um, we should add it. Because they just yeah. got so caught up in that last yeah. moment. They said that last yeah. moment, they watched it so many times and it just, it haunted them. And it was just... Um, so I just wanted to read that because I just thought that was important. So mm-hmm. um, let's go to reality check with Chad. Oh, gosh. Do oh, I really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do I really need this after all that we've oh, uh, talked about? I forgot all about your thing. Well, wait. I'll give you a second. Um, we had God Bless This Child played by Michelle Featherstone. And this episode's title originated from the song with Tired Eyes, Tired, Mo- tired Minds, Tired Souls, We Slept, originally sung by Explosions in the Sky. Reality check with your next time. Oh, here we go. Um, This was the highest rated episode of season three, by the way. Mm, Okay. I don't know. I think just one thing we can do is just encourage young people and, like, kids. Start them off from an early age saying, you know, it's okay to be different. It's okay to be a little weird or someone looks at you this way. Like, they they just don't understand you. But, Mm -hmm. you know, that's okay. We're all different. And just kind of instill this. You know, like there's gonna be people that don't like you or yeah. or feel a certain way, and you just, you know, just be you, and uh, and to always just be there for, I don't know, for people struggling. Yeah. yeah. And reach out. You know, there's a lot of volunteer work. You can become. You can go to. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure there is like something where you can talk to kids and like volunteer with with high schools and like if it moves you, you know, get involved and. Some organizations to help. So, so very powerful. Episode. Yeah. So uh, we want some of your feedback. Maybe you'll feel like some of the feedback on here, where one person, um, one critic said at the time that when you see the realness of Jimmy balanced against this cast of plastic perfect people, it's pretty easy to see why kids will kill kids. Or that oh, you know wow. this episode would blow past wow. the core audience because if you ask 100 fans to list the season's most memorable moments, Child Michael Murray dressing up as Jack Sparrow would likely land much higher than this episode. Um, or you know it could be one of your most essential episodes. Um, it was because it, it proves the show can reach beyond hookups and hook shots and tap into its audience's hearts. Um, or it's a smarter it, that it proved it. Like TV Guy said that it was 
Um, hard to watch, but it proved that it was smarter and gutsier than your average teen drama. Um, or, you know, Cinema Score called it the highlight of season three. They call it the Columbine episode because yeah. it's a must-see and it should have been a season finale based on its dreadful ending. Or you could feel like Amy Kane of Film.com said, who said this episode made her quit watching the show wow. temporarily because One Tree Hill is a show that is so campy and tongue-in-cheek that it seemed like bad taste for it to address such a serious subject. So, yeah. <laughs> Your faces. You have so, high school age kids watching this show. I think yeah. it was important to go through the issues that, that they could face. And that's what Chad said on the anatomy of the episode. He said that he was like, he thought it was important. He was like, but at the same time, our show, our, our core audience is teenagers. And he was like, so there needs to be consequences shown because we don't want to glamorize, you know, a school shooting. Um, but we definitely want to hear you guys' feedback out there. And just let us yeah. know how you feel about this episode. Um, you know, it's a special episode. Um, when I post, when by the time this episode posts, I'll also be posting some video. Um, I'll post all the video because some of it we're just sitting there in silence right. um, <laughs> watching the episode. But I'll definitely post some highlights of us watching this episode um, together, um, so you can see our live reaction. You guys have our podcast, which is our after reaction, but we want to know your reaction. So we want you guys to reach out and let us know. And I want to give the invitation out there that if you are feeling weighed down by any negativity in your life, or you just don't feel like you're going to fit, if you don't have anybody to talk to, um, you can always reach out to anybody. But, you know, you guys reach out to our Gmail, uh, talk to us. Um, I would suggest following Jimmy on Facebook, um, Ooh, yeah. his, his Inspired by Jimmy L page, because it's all about positivity and being the best you that you can be. And I just want to wake up every day really proud that he's on this journey of positivity and I think it helps people. So if you're out there and you feel like you are concerned or lost or alone, and you can you don't have to take the compliment, but it is a compliment, <laughs> and it's how I feel. Um, I think that feel free to follow him and, and follow the positivity journey. And even if what he says isn't perfect for you, he you know there's a network of people that yeah. are positive and that will help you learn to love yourself and and learn to move past whatever issues are going for you. Because like. Widget S Reality Check tonight, like we've said many times throughout this episode, um, it's important that you have somebody you can talk to. Um, mm-hmm. So link the uh, suicide hotline as well. I was about to say there. I will. I link the suicide hotline mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, because you know it's it's important. You know, it's if you different. ever feel like something is wrong, you yeah. definitely should talk to somebody. Talk to someone. Um, so I don't know if we're going to have a funny tag at the beginning of this episode because it's been pretty somber. Um, but, uh, we didn't do a shout out to any new likes and I'm sorry. And I thought about that too. It was just, (laughs) it's so many emotions after this. I was like, I can't, I can't go there, but we'll, we'll, we will for sure start off next time with, uh, with some shout outs. And we'll talk about our giveaway that we're going to be giving away and everything, um, in April. But for now, we just want to leave everybody with their thoughts. We want to leave everybody knowing that somewhere out there, there's somebody that cares about you. Um, And, you know, until next time, guys. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.
for listening to There's Only One Tree Hill Podcast That Matters. And, and it's this one. one. Please don't forget to send us your feedback and comments to There's Only OTH Pod at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to find us on Facebook by searching for There's Only One Tree Hill Podcast That Matters so you can stay up to date on all of the One Tree Hill news. Also, follow us on Twitter at OnlyOTHPod. All of our info, every one of our podcasts, and our link to our crowdfunding campaign where you can win prizes can be found at there's only oth.podbean.com. You can follow me, Winston Mize, on Twitter at CapesideRedemption and at SlowTV.com, author code WN, where I review shows such as iZombie and Legends of Tomorrow. And you can follow my positivity journey on Facebook at Inspired by Jimmy L. Also, while you're downloading music from this episode on iTunes, please stop by and leave us a rating or or a review. As you know, Ball may be life, but podcasting ain't cheap. We do this in our spare time for other super fans like us, and your ratings and reviews really help us out. So please don't be afraid to comment wherever you like on any platform. <laughs> you know what? We've said this uh, time and time again. And I bet nobody's probably even paying attention. You know what? That's true. People always leave <laughs> before the play. <laughs> well, you know what? The joke's on you because you both wasted your time reciting all this. Uh, until until next time. time. Bye. Bye.